Welcome back to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. I'm your host, Paige Geidel, and I am so stoked that you found us. We are a community of creative Christian women in their 20s, and you are invited to be a part of it. Each week, I invite a guest on the show to chat about all things marriage, motherhood, homemaking, small business, and following Jesus. My friend, there is a seat here for you at the table, and I so hope that you choose to be a part of this community. Without further ado, let's dive into today's show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Love in a Cottage podcast. I'm your host, Paige, and truly just so grateful that you decided to join us today for a very fun conversation that I hope is going to be so encouraging to you. Just a little personal update. We had our daughter Juliet, which I think I mentioned in the last video, but she is almost a month old, which is so fun. Just have so appreciated your guys' prayers as far as like recovery goes and adjusting to life with two under two. And we are also moving to Kansas from Southern California coming up really soon. It'll be around uh, the beginning of November. So we're so excited, but there's also like lots of feelings about leaving. This has been our home for so many years and it's been like the start of our family. Lots of dreams have been born here and have been let go of here. And so, yeah, it's kind of like a emotional time for us. And I'm looking forward to sharing more about that. I'd also love to have John on the show at some point in the future. I don't know if that would be interesting to you or if we should keep this like a girls only podcast, but I think it'd be really fun to chat through a lot of the transition and kind of have like a reflective episode on everything that the Lord has done in our lives, uh, especially while living here in California. So today's episode is with my friend Taylor and oh my gosh, Taylor is so, I want to say like a bundle of joy. I feel like that's what you call babies, but she truly is just so joyful, so sweet, so kind and generous. I just got to hang out with her. Uh, gosh, it was less than a week ago when we shot some photos together and I am so grateful for her friendship and for her wisdom as far as following Jesus and what it looks like to be a creative business owner. She has so much goodness to share today on the show, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So let's just go ahead and jump on in. Can't wait to hear what you think. Be sure to follow us over on Instagram at Love in a Cottage Podcast if you want to get updates on the show throughout the week and be more a part of the community. Hi, Taylor. Welcome to the podcast. We did it. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. Wow. Yes. We have just been chatting for like 20 minutes and just catching up on life. And I was so sad to like put a pause on it, but welcome. I'm so excited. I've been like so obsessed with your podcast. And literally, I was telling Paige before we started recording, this is just like, I don't know. I ha I listen to some podcasts, but this one in particular just feels so personal and relatable and versatile. I can go on and on, but I'm just so freaking honored I'm on this podcast right now. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. That means so much. And it's fun. So I always like to share how I got connected with the guest and we got connected on Instagram. I actually remember 
Uh, I was on vacation with my family in Florida. We were getting ready to go somewhere like in the hotel. I think we were going to like Disneyland that day. So honestly, it was just like a 10 out of 10 day because I got your message and I was like, John, this super talented photographer just messaged me and like wants to shoot our family. I was so excited. So actually the image that we have um, on on the podcast and then probably all over our podcast Instagram, Taylor took those photos. It was so fun because like I'm not the type to really reach out to people to take their photos. Uh, I, it, I don't know why. It's not like a bad thing to do that at all. I just don't think to do it. But I came across Paige. I don't even know how. I feel like Instagram, it just gets jumbled up on how you come across people. Totally. But I felt so connected to her and – I don't know. It was just one of those things that I'm I'm kind of in a season of life where I'm wanting to really be intentional about the type of people I capture, not just weddings and stuff, but like families and people that I can be connected to as friends, you know, not just like a quick client and you leave and then you don't hear from them again. Yeah. So it was really just any excuse to hang out with Paige. (laughs) It worked out. And now I'm just like, I was just, again telling her right this dang thing before we started the podcast. We were talking forever, and I was just telling her that it's just one of those situations that the Lord like bless us even more afterward. Like mm. it's it's just been the sweetest friendship. It's awesome. I can go on and on. Anyways, <laughs> yes, yeah, that was such a special day. I think Flora was struggling a little bit because we shot pretty close to her bedtime, but it was. A beautiful location. Just so much fun. So yeah, definitely go to our Instagram page and you will be able to find some of those photos. But Taylor, to get started, just tell us a little bit about you, your family, what you do, because we're going to be talking about your job a bit today, where you live, that sort of thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to try and condense this as much as I can because my life has just been super scattered. But I am from... Southern California. I was born there and lived there up until college when I moved to North Carolina. So literally coast to coast. And that's where I just kind of started to have a foundation for myself as a person. I feel like once you leave your parents' house and go to college, you start to really get a grip on who you are, who you want to be and all that. So in the midst of that in college, um, I met, well, after college, actually, I met my husband in that time frame, Nate, and he's from North Carolina, and then we got married, and then we moved to Florida, and then now we live in Oregon, all that, <laughs> just like, we've been all, all over, over, yes, all over the place. Photography itself, uh, my gosh, I've been doing photography probably, well, since my freshman year of high school, I've always been the type of person that is very creative in the mind where I as like just being super, super little painting and watercolor and crafts of any kind. Like I remember being really obsessed with like making dream catchers and buying like antique furniture and ripping it apart and repainting it and just tons of different things. So I've always been really into that. But when I got into photography, it was, I didn't know photography was a business. You know, I just bought a little, 
Canon rebel and would take pictures of my family and nature, like, you know, the classic, like zoom in on a flower, yes. <laughs> like, that kind of thing. But yeah, I had to have been like 14. So I'd always been into it. And then it kind of followed me into college. And uh, yeah, it kind of just started from there. It's It never was intentional, which is kind of, I feel like annoying to say <laughs> for some people to like, hey, how did you get started? It was not intentional whatsoever, but it happened. I think that's so neat though, how you were able to build this business out of a place of true passion and true love. Like the fact that it did just kind of fall into place tells me that that is a desire that the Lord has given you and that is like what you are made to do Mm. because it wasn't something – I mean, obviously, I think it's great to like plan for things and work at things and dedicate yourself, but you are dedicated and – you know, working really hard in your in your business. And so it's so cool how he just kind of aligned um, those things for you. And that's what you're doing now. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It is really, it was, and I can reflect and I can see like, like I said, when I graduated like college, all my, all my friends, like that's the time when everyone starts getting engaged and dating and all that stuff. But I always had it as a hobby and I was heavily involved in a ministry where I was taking photos for everything, it would always get comments of like, oh my gosh, you should do this as a business. And it terrified me. And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that as a business. Cause I, I've never been very, uh, business savvy, I guess you can say. And also like just starting a business, the thought of that was scary in the sense that being self-employed can be very intimidating and vulnerable because you are literally putting yourself out there as the selling point almost outside of like my work, obviously, but me as Taylor is a big part of Taylor and photo, you know? So it was a slow process, but once I actually started to see that it was very, very, very evident that the Lord Uh, was putting it in front of me, I was like, okay, how can I do this in a way that isn't scary? And also in a way that is glorifying to him on top of it, it was very, very uncharted waters. And yeah, I don't know, doing anything creative is very vulnerable and intimidating, especially at the beginning, because you're just worried what people are going to think about it. And are people even going to want me to take their pictures, you know, but that has been five years. So that was five years ago. So I've been doing this full time for, I cannot believe I'm saying five years. It does not feel like that long, but yeah, that's how long I've been doing it full time as like my only job. Okay. Did you go full time like right after graduating or what was that like? It was pretty, it was pretty immediate after I was done with school because I was in the middle of, it was honestly two different scenarios where I either could pursue ministry, which is what I really wanted to do at the time. And it was safe. It was predictable. And there were steps, you know, like having a regular job in that sense, like there's steps to get the position you want. And with photography, it was, I just had a ton of friends and friends of friends, like asking me to shoot their wedding or their engagements and stuff. And it took like me a good while for me to be like, okay, like I really need to make a decision here. And I remember I had like this six month gap of time before I knew I would get the ministry position or not. And I remember verbatim praying, 
to the Lord, like, Lord, I know like you're capable of providing me answers through people and just through situations. And I ask that you make it very clear, like which path I should take, because I'm a firm believer that the Lord does put things in front of you. But I also believe that his main request of us that we glorify no matter what we're doing. So I was trying to be very just open minded in the sense of like, Lord, can you just help me here? Because I don't know. And in that six month period, I remember I booked like 20 weddings and it was absolutely insane. And I was not full time at that point. I don't, I reflect, I'm like, how the heck (laughs) did that happen? Except it was him. I know it was the Lord, like just putting really incredible people in front of me. And I was technically full time at that point because it was so many weddings. But I think in terms of like legal and that kind of stuff, I waited. I waited about like a year, year and a half before I actually started to take I because even when I was doing it full time, I was like, I don't know if I want to do this forever. Like, I don't want to get legally in the in deep into it if I'm a year from now I'm not gonna want to do it anymore so I kind of gave myself a little bit of wiggle room in terms of like the legal stuff but yeah that was a long answer but (laughs) that's kind of how all that started totally so you started with like engagements couples and weddings and that sort of thing how have you noticed like your passion or your like niche I guess yeah like what type of photography are you most passionate about and what it's kind of that journey been like for you from starting to now because I know you said now you're kind of interested in like some family work and some other things so I just want to hear a little bit about that process for you oh yeah I think it's changed a lot because like If I really think about it, I started this business like when I was in my young, like early 20s and I didn't really know what I liked, you know, like I had all I knew is I liked taking pictures of people and I didn't really have a certain style. And at that time, I feel like the photography world has changed so much in the last five years. So when I started full time, there wasn't really any direction for me. I kind of was just booking people that I felt connected to. And that's what felt most comfortable for me. I I learned early on that I cared about the relationships with my clients and who I because I'm stepping into a very vulnerable season, you know, like taking photos of couples when they're engaged and getting married. That's a big season of life where it's scary. It's exciting. It's just it's a it's a big season of life. So I just really wanted that at the beginning. And that's definitely still the case now. But I think over time, I started to just learn who I was as a person as well. Just personally, I've learned that a lot of my style and my desires for my business is rooted in who I am as a person outside of my job. Like what, what is my style? What are my interests? Um, all of that kind of stuff. So I feel like because of that over the years, like my life has changed. Like when I first started me and Nate, my husband now were just dating at the time. And, uh, well, no, I take that back. I started before we were dating. And so I went through a season of dating and then engaged and all these things. And I in that process started to see what like was important for me in terms of my business of like, okay, like 
again, like when I got engaged, I started to see like, by that point, I had been shooting weddings for a couple years and seeing like, what is just doesn't matter. <laughs> like what parts of weddings don't matter. And then also what does matter and what kind and how can I apply that to my business? You know, of like, how can I communicate to a certain type of bride or couple or family? Like, Hey, this is what I provide where they feel connected to me and I'm meeting their needs basically. So, but I think that's kind of just been the journey in my business is that it grows with me. It changes with me as a person. So yeah. And I think the whole family aspect and all that is coming because I'm in the season of life where that's what's next for me and my husband. So I think it's, again, like I was just saying, I think it just evolves with me, if that makes any sense. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And it's, it's so neat to hear you speak about how you started full-time photography, like when, before you had even started dating your husband and how like that perspective of walking through that really shaped the way that you were able to kind of see like marriage itself and the wedding planning process and really understand like what your clients are needing and what they're going through. And so like from your perspective as a photographer, someone who shot many weddings, many couples, (laughs) what encouragement do you have for brides or maybe um, women who hope to get married someday in their like engagement and in their wedding planning process because you've seen I'm sure some some calm brides some stress brides some happy brides like there's just it's a lot of emotion in that transitional season so from your perspective and what you've learned personally and professionally what encouragement do you have for those for those women oh my gosh I could write a novel about this to be honest um honestly though I think it's really important like First, to acknowledge that this is getting married and being engaged, now being on the other side of it, because when I was engaged and getting married, and even though I had shot a ton of weddings, there's still a huge aspect to it that's unknown. Like, you don't know what you're doing, <laughs> you know, like you're trying you're trying to stay grounded in what you like and all those things, but it's, it's kind of the same, like, vibe and air as moving like moving into your first home or going to college, like you're excited about it. You you kind of have like an idea of what it'll be like, but you're like, I don't really know until you're in it. So I think my advice for brides in just this season being engaged and even like their wedding is to remember that it's one day. It's just one day that you're preparing for and the rest, like your marriage is like lifelong. That's what you're committing to, you know? And to remember that it is, you, it's it's really hard because like who you have around you is so important in the planning process. And if you're having people around you, aka family, <laughs> family is like the number one that loves to have an opinion um, about your wedding day. Sometimes in ways it's stressful and hard to navigate because you're wanting to care for your family, especially if they are helping you in financially. That's always like a huge weight that you can feel. I would say like really really remember again, it's one day and to remember that it's yours and your fiance's day. And to remember that you both have your own style and taste and to sit down together and really be a team in that. And like, what do we want our day to be like and not get so hung up on traditions and pressures? Because I promise you, you're not going to care about that when the day is over. Like, 
I remember me and Nate sat down and we were like, what is important to us? And what are things that are just not worth our time or our money? And for us, it was our people to be there. And what what do we need to do in order for that to happen? And we really navigated and cut things out that we were like, we don't really care to have a giant wedding cake. We're going to have donuts, you know, <laughs> and like just tiny things like that, that like what is important to you? Because do you want like just the question of like, do you want to elope? Are you just stress the idea of all these people that you don't know being there? Then don't do that. Go elope. And if your family's upset about it, then they really need to check their hearts, to be honest with you. And if you also want to have just a small intimate wedding where it's just you and your best friends and your close, close family, that is the stuff that is so, so important to really really know that's what's important about the day, not the flowers, not the cake, not the decorations, not the location. Those things are obviously super exciting and fun, but not to a level where you're caring more about that than your actual marriage, you know, and the important things that are going to matter to you no matter how long after your marriage, like you want to be able to look back and not regret certain things. And yeah, yeah. That's a long answer, but I feel like that's the most condensed I can think because there's so many layers to planning a wedding and what can cause it to be stressful. I was talking to another photographer friend of mine, and she's also engaged and she's about to get married in a couple months. And she was telling me like how hard it is for her because she is such like a creative spirit that she's like, I don't even know what I want. Like, that's my problem is that there's so many different perspectives and angles we can go with this. And I don't know. I don't know if we want to elope. I don't know if we want our family there. So even in those details, like it still can be hard. And that's why it's like, go with who you are now, because of course you're going to move forward in your life and look back and be like, I would have done it different. But it's like, of course you would have. You've grown and changed as a person. Like you're not who you were two or three years ago. And that's just, that's how I justify my feelings when I look back at my wedding of like, uh, I wish I had done things a little different. That's so true. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier about like how your business is going to be evolving with your season of life and who you are as a person. And I think there is so much grace in that like, yeah, who I am now would totally plan our wedding differently, of course. And I think that's a healthy perspective to keep too. I've really never met someone who said that they had like absolutely nothing that they would change about their wedding. You know, even some of my friends who I'm like, wow, your wedding was perfect. Are you kidding me? Like you would change yeah. this? You know, everyone kind of has some things. So um, kind of switching gears a little bit, uh, but saying in the like photography conversation, obviously you love Jesus. You care so much about connecting with your clients and serving them. And so I just want to know how your faith in Christ impacts your work. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It it again, I feel like that changes too. Uh, sometimes it's personal business things where I see like I have to really like center myself in the Lord. But in terms of like clients and stuff, I just there's so many different directions it can go. It really depends per client what what it looks like per se. But I really like to show my clients what it means to be loved and served by somebody. And I think my position that I'm in as a photographer is incredibly vulnerable to be in front of a camera. And it's also, it requires trust in whoever is taking your photo. Like, okay, I trust them. I trust that they are 
or that I'm in good hands with this person, that they know what they're doing and that I feel I can be intimate with my person in front of this stranger that I haven't met. So I really try to apply genuine, true friendship and saying like, I see you both as who you are and I accept it, you know, no matter what the circumstances may be for them. And sometimes it turns into conversations about Jesus. Sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes it is just trying my best to reflect him when I'm around them and praying for them. And a lot of of them don't even know that I do that, you know, like, so yeah, I think that that's kind of both practical and abstractly how I go about it. And it's also just really cool to see like, even when I, cause there are definitely seasons where I want to take full control of my business and I don't give it to the Lord at all because <laughs> I'm a broken person. And it's a really interesting headspace to be in when you are in a business where you get to do basically whatever you want. You get to pick and choose the type of style you want to be or what you just want to convey. And that is like also a really scary territory to be in because that gives us the driver's seat in what we're doing. So ultimately, I try my best to show up for my clients in hoping that they see that there's something different about me, not because of me, but because of who I serve and who I just try to emulate as much as I can, if that makes sense. So I feel like that's the consistent thing that I try really hard to give him the glory of each person that I encounter. He and he like when I say he like, I mean, Jesus in the sense that he really has just blessed me with friendships along the way that have like, I mean, you and you are one example, you know, like, so yeah, I think that that's, that's pretty much like how it always consistently turns out is relationships and serving people. That's so beautiful. And that's, yeah, exactly what Jesus did, built relationships with people, served them in those ways. And yeah, I definitely see how your love for Christ and your dedication to him comes through in your work, whether that's really it's obvious in different ways. And I think that's lovely. So photography has obviously changed so much in the last five years. Like you said, how would you, how do you fight comparison in an industry that many would call saturated? Oh my gosh. In terms of comparison, I, I have found that comparison comes for me personally when I am not prioritizing myself as Taylor, if that makes sense, because And what I mean by that is taking care of myself mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, all the things. Like if I'm not doing well mentally in my head, I am totally prone to compare. Because like when you're not secure in yourself, you're going to look outward to find things to feel better. And so I have found like over the years, like at the beginning of my career, it was pretty freaking bad. Like I... Like I was telling you before, like when I was first starting, I just knew I liked taking pictures of people. I didn't really have a really a framework of what my style was yet in terms of like visually what I wanted to convey, my my editing and all that. So I was always falling into comparison because of that. But over the years, I have learned boundaries is a very, very important thing um, for yourself. And like for and that can change for multitude of different reasons based off like personally what's going on with you. But for me, like most recently, 
uh, like a month ago, I think was the last time I started to feel the comparison ugly friend rear its head. And I knew immediately, I was like, this is my cue to get off social media. Like I, there's no reason for me to get on and scroll when I'm in this headspace. So what is going to bring me happiness and joy in a way that's going to be feeding my, my personality and encouraging confidence within myself. And again, that can look totally different for like the season, but like what sounds relaxing and happy for me to do today or where where can I go today that will help me feel like myself in a way that I am happy with myself? So one place that always never fails to like recenter myself is Newport Beach, Huntington Beach, like that area. And I've found that anything that is connected to me that brings nostalgic feelings, uh, safeness, so that's like, or just even like going out for a walk outside and just breaking away from what you're looking at on social media just kind of reminds you of like, no, this is real life. And this is what I love to do. And that always, always never fails to help me be in a headspace. So instead of comparison, I will get online and see inspiration because it is so hard to get on social media when you're not in a good headspace and not see people that you relate to. And of course, comparison comes with people that you feel like you relate to a lot or they're accomplishing or wearing or doing or looking a certain way that you want. Uh, But if you are doing well mentally with yourself, like for me as Taylor, like loving the, like the environment that I'm in, loving like just who I am as a person, you just become more centered with yourself where comparison doesn't really have a lot of room to (laughs) mess with you. So yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't really hear people talk about that a lot. I, I hear people a lot say like, Oh, get off like social media and just have a break. And it's like, yes, that's obviously a part of it, but are you taking care of yourself? Like, do you value yourself for who you are and have confidence in like, just you and nobody else, like just really looking and not obviously in like a idolizing way, just in a healthy way of like, no, I matter. And I'm feeling sad and comparing for a certain reason. And I need to get off and really go inward and see what's going on. So again, it can, it totally varies on what's going on in my life personally, but I found that that is the most consistent and healthy way to help comparison when it comes. And not that's not even including like who your identity really aligns with who is Jesus and that and I know that that even can sound cliche to some when you hear it's like oh but like Jesus looks at me like no <laughs> like nobody else like that obviously can sound cliche but it's like no like for real like you are literally the daughter of the creator of the freaking universe and there's no one else like you And to remind myself of like, there's literally no other Taylor on this planet. And I am following myself so short when I am just belittling myself when I see someone else have like a sliver of something that I want. Like that's so, that's robbing yourself of who you are and your identity. So I think, yeah, just really prioritizing yourself first. Mm, That's huge. And I feel like we are so often most vulnerable when our basic needs aren't being met, right? I mean, if I am hungry, if I am tired, if I haven't showered in a while and I decide to go on Instagram, I'm not going to find what I need there. I'm not going to get my needs met there. And 
maybe I'm distracting myself and maybe that's what I think I need. But ultimately, as you said, if you're not like spiritually in a healthy place or taking care of practical needs and grounded in reality and in real life, then it's going to feel easier to compare ourselves and to be discouraged rather than seeing it as a place of inspiration. Over the last few years, I've learned about how toxins in our everyday products can lead to health and hormonal issues. And as a mom of two daughters, it's super important to me that I'm using only the safest skincare and makeup products. So that's why I'm stoked to be partnering with Beauty Care Naturals. Beauty Care Naturals was founded by a naturopath with the goal of making clean beauty affordable and accessible for all. Their products are made with organic ingredients and are completely non-toxic. I love that I can read the ingredient label and actually recognize what the ingredients are. I keep things pretty simple when it comes to my makeup routine, but brow gel is a staple and I have absolutely fallen in love with their brow gel because it's lightweight and keeps my brows in place without looking or feeling crusty. If you've been looking to clean up your beauty routine, head over to mybeautycarenaturals.com and use the coupon code PAGEGUIDELBCN at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's PAGEGUIDELBCN to get 10% off your order. What encouragement do you have for people who are interested in starting a photography business? I know you started five years ago or just like when photography was kind of in a different place, but I also know that there are a lot of people who have considered that role, especially people who are feeling unsatisfied in their jobs as like not being as creative or maybe it's not even like a full-time thing, but it's a mom or a college student who wants to make some extra money. Just like what encouragement Mm -hmm. do you have for getting started? First off, I would really encourage, I I feel like photographers say this all the time, but I think they say it all the time because it's true, but learn your camera. Like seriously, like if you have like, and it doesn't have to be the most fanciest thing ever, just a camera that has the manual option it all starts with like the sim- those simple first steps. Like I always like tell people like when you're, I always picture like this little river and there's like little rocks on the river that you have to take your steps on those rocks to get across the river. If that's making sense, you cannot jump over four or five like stones and not, and without like falling over, you know, or like stumbling, like those small first few steps of like the first rock and then the second rock, like those are so important. And to me, like learning your camera is always the number one thing because the quicker you're confident in knowing your camera, the that's one less thing that's going to be in the back of your head when you are getting started, you'll be comfortable with your camera as opposed to like rushing through that process and be like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, you know, like it's just adds stress to you, but also like take pictures of your friends and family. They are free models <laughs> that you can learn what kind of lighting that you like, what kind of manual, like all those things are so important to really get in there and learn what you're doing and learn Lightroom. Like, just like I was saying, the basics, like practice, like crazy 
And you will build knowledge in that. And also YouTube is amazing. <laughs> I did not have, I did not watch YouTube videos when I first started. And now if I like, I haven't looked into it, but recently a video came across on YouTube that I saw. I was like, what the heck? Where was this when I was starting? Um, so that's always helpful. But also community is so important message photographers that you look up to and ask if you can go to a wedding with them. Hey, can I second shoot for you? Can I just tag along and just be there and watch you and like put yourself in that environment where you can see if you even like it? Because I have heard so many people and friends that had a season in their life where they wanted to do it. And then they actually went to a wedding or shot a couple or whatever. And they were like, uh, never mind, <laughs> you know, like, so I, I say like community is like the utmost important thing. Cause that's where you are able to just talk to somebody in a way that is safe and the, asking a photographer questions that they know the answers to, if it's just like random little questions, but also, um, kind of goes back to what we were talking about before, but like, be very careful who you follow on social media, especially at the beginning, because when you're first starting out, like I was saying earlier, like I fell into this where you can very easily get discouraged. You're so like, it's everything's fresh and new and you're kind of vulnerable and you're still learning who you are as an artist. And when you're, and if you're following a ton of photographers that are, have been doing it for like 10 years or something, and you're, and you're trying to relate to them, that's really difficult and not realistic, <laughs> like at all. Like, only follow people that inspire you to when you see their work, you're like, Oh my gosh, that makes me have an idea of my own. And I want to like, and it's all thanks to this person or like this location or whatever. So all of that, I think is very important at the very beginning, just realizing like, Oh my gosh, like comparing yourself to someone who's been doing it for years and you're only looking at their social media perspective on it is so unfair and not real. Like I've been doing it for five years, but I'm sure if you look at my feed, like you, a lot of people have no idea what it took for me to get where I'm at and that's okay. But like, it's, it would probably be very easy to see my feed or just where I'm traveling and all that stuff and, and be like, how did she do that? And it's like, you know what I mean? So be very, very careful who you're following. Invest in a community of photographers if you can and learn the basics, the camera, the equipment, Lightroom, all of that, and take a ton of pictures of people all the time. <laughs> so, yes. That's so good. Thank you for sharing. I know that will be really encouraging for someone who has like been considering that. So obviously this last year, year and a half has been so wild for so many people. You said you're two years into marriage and you also have moved a lot. So I just want to hear a little bit like personally, professionally, what has this last year of transition been like for you? And what do you feel like are some key lessons that the Lord has been teaching you or even some stories of how his faithfulness has been evident? for you in the last year? Oh my gosh. This time last year, we lived in Florida. So this was like a season of life where we were really trying to figure out our next like steps. We knew Florida wasn't going to be for much longer because of my husband's job, but we didn't know what was next. And it's really insane. Like how person my, like my personal growth and my business 
kind of coincided with each other, like very quick story, but I just have to share this because the Lord is like insane (laughs) in what he did for us. But this time last year, me and Nate were on a date and Nate was like, in a headspace with his job where he knew like he it wasn't forever and he was not happy with it. I I think I've told you and John this story and John like freaked out about it. So that's why I have to share it on here for everyone else to hear. But we were on a date and Nate was like, Taylor, like, let's just let's just like get like a card and let's both write down a very bold prayer on uh what we want for the Lord to show up for us. And if he doesn't, that's totally okay, obviously, but like Let's just put our faith out to him and really pray boldly. And for Nate, he prayed that he would be a job opportunity would come for him that would align with his passions. And Nate has is like a skateboarder through and through. He's been skating since he was in middle school and the, just the skate culture. And there's a skate park nearby. Nate's Nate's probably there <laughs> wherever he's at. So um, he's always dreamt and prayed to be a part of a skateboarding ministry for a very long time. And that is something that was kind of in the back of his head when he was writing down on that card. And for me, I think my business was shifting where we were moving a lot. And I started to see like, okay, I think I really just want to start traveling more for my job. And no, not because it's the cool thing to do. <laughs> I know a lot of photographers are like, I want to be a traveling photographer because it's cool looking. But for me, it was like, that is just what's probably practical for me and my, in our life, we're moving all the time. And I can't really keep basing myself in all these different locations because we're probably not going to live there very long. So for me, I really pray that the Lord would provide traveling opportunities and more like intimate and elopement type of weddings because of my life season that I was like, that's going to make most sense for me long-term and also elopements and smaller weddings are the sweetest thing ever. And I love the hearts behind couples when they want to elope or have smaller weddings. It's I, I'm obsessed with it. So I really just was kind of broad with my prayer, but also was like, Lord, like I just pray for 2021 specifically more elopement opportunities for my job. And that's literally all I put because I was in a season where I was so discouraged and we were moving all the time and I just didn't know what was next for my business, which was my cue that something needed to change. You know what I mean? So fast forward, like a like a week later, I fly to Utah with one of my friends um, who's also a photographer. Her name's Melissa. And we were out in Utah doing some shoots and we were talking about our husbands and she, I was telling her about Nate specifically, like, no, he's kind of unhappy with his job. We're trying to figure out what's next. And she was like, I, I cannot believe you're telling me this right now because my husband and Melissa and her husband live in Oregon. And she was like, I, my husband has been praying for the last few months for someone to come run a skateboarding ministry here in Oregon. I don't know if you want them to talk or what, but long story short, like Nate and Sky, which is uh, Melissa's husband, they talked and we moved to Oregon because of that. And that was only a couple days after we prayed very specifically in that. So that showed, the Lord showed up for Nate in that. And then fast forward a little bit later, the last couple of months, I've been traveling a ton. I went to Yosemite. I went to New York. and I'm about to go um, to North Carolina. 
and then back to California. Like I'm just traveling a lot and it's all sweet, small weddings, elopements. And it just, I remember when we were in Yosemite last week and I looked at Nate and I was like, I'm like shook at how much this is so specific to my prayer. And so it's really just been a season of like tearing down what we knew and what we were comfortable with and stripping ourselves to be like, okay, Lord, like, where are we going next? We would have never, ever thought we would move to Oregon. <laughs> like we have no connections there or, and like there, you know what I mean? Like a state where you're like, I don't, we don't know anyone there. There's no reason for us to move there. But for us, it was straight up because it was very evident. The Lord wanted us there. Um, and there's so much more to that story, but that's kind of just like, intermingling it was a lot of learning relearning like what it really means to follow jesus with the details of our life and giving him that because he cares and he wants to show up in our lives and it's just prayer i feel like is so underrated <laughs> and he just wants us to like trust him and ask him boldly for things and that doesn't mean it's going to happen the way we want but it's still, it was just so comforting to see like this last year transition has been crazy because it does not feel like we were in or um, in Florida this time last year. So yeah, <laughs> that is amazing. I love that story, especially because I feel like this show is geared towards women in their twenties. Um, I always like to add if you're older or younger, you're so welcome here too. But I feel like your 20s is such a, a time that is full of transition, no matter what that looks like for you. Oftentimes, multiple massive transitions. So we've got college, we've got marriage, you know, jobs, kids, moving, etc. Just so much change. And yeah. it feels overwhelming because you're like, the world is my oyster. You know, I can go anywhere and do anything. But also when you get married and when you have a family like or particular jobs, like there are just more things to consider. And so those yes. stories of how God shows up in transition in the messy times where you're like, okay, well, I'm in my 20s. Here's my dream job. But like, surely, surely I have to wait and work somewhere else for this many years before I can get my dream opportunity. Right. And like just how much God cares about us. He cares about all of those things. He cares yeah. about all those details of where we're going to live and what we're going to do in the day to day. And I just, I love that. So thank you so much for sharing. That is such a beautiful story. Oh my gosh, we could talk forever about so many things, but I'm so excited and so encouraged knowing that people are going to love this conversation and hearing your heart about photography and business and just how God has been faithful for you. We're going to wrap up with just some fun rapid fire questions. Oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> so Taylor, what are three things that you have been loving lately? Oh my gosh. I am so bad at being like quick with these type of answers. But the first thing that pops into my mind is um, my film camera. I have been, I've always shot film and it's always been personal stuff. But the last uh, couple of months I've gotten an, another, I have like five film cameras, but I got a new one that I have just been so obsessed with. Film is so special and 
I, I'm seeing it's kind of making a comeback. A lot of photographers and people are starting to pull out the film cameras. I'm like, I see everybody. It's so timeless and fun. And also I have been, we have like a little garden bed um, next to our house that I have been deviling into <laughs> gardening a little bit. Ooh. And I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but it's been so, so fun to see little seeds turn into freaking plants. I know that that's so, that, that may sound super like geeky. I don't know, but I love, 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 love taking care of plants and gardening. I feel like I'm one upping a little bit because you are really starting it from seeds to like an actual thing. We have some flowers, different types of flowers we're growing. We have some kale, spinach, tomatoes. Um, Cause that's the stuff we eat all the time. And I was like, why don't we just grow stuff? We will, eat a lot. So I have been so obsessed with that. And also um, I'm home all the time at, because of work. So I've been really, really trying to learn fun coffee drinks I can make at home as opposed to like having to go and buy it all the time. <laughs> so I love, love, love coffee so much. It makes my heart so happy. So I'm always trying new like ice lattes and cold brews and all the things. But yeah, I feel like those are things that I am constantly like obsessed with and playing around with all the time. But yes. Oh, and also I know like I, I well, I actually don't know. I am obsessed with oils and I'm always trying to mix up different blends. Uh, and I'm literally sitting here staring at my diffuser right now and like very satisfied with the blend I just did. <laughs> so I'm always obsessed with just like Anything home, I guess, like right now, because I'm I'm back at home after traveling and it's just like so sweet to have like a little garden and make your own coffee and all the home things. Mm. I love it all. I love that. I love that so much. And your home is beautiful, by the way. We need more home content, okay? <laughs> I love little like home tours or just home snippets. And every time I get a glimpse into your sweet home. I'm like, Taylor, share more of this, please. It's okay, I will. I get like, I, I don't know. Anytime I love home tours as well, but for some reason when it's you, you, you're like, am I being like overbearing, like sharing this type of stuff? So hearing that from you, okay, I will totally do a little home tour. We live in, a, for anyone who doesn't know, we live in like a little white cottage um, here in Oregon and it's so tiny and sweet. And we love it. Um, I just, yeah, I don't think to share it. But now that you're saying that, I'm like, okay, I will totally share it with you. Oh, people. it's you want to see it. Beautiful. I love it. I love it so much. It's so sweet. How can we as a community be praying for you? Oh my gosh. I this is the most refreshing question always when someone asks me this. Well, I've been traveling a lot the last month and it really messes with my daily routines and not that you not that I really need to have a routine when it comes to spending time with Jesus but it helps me a lot because I work from home and it it can be really easy for me to get distracted and get kind of just scatterbrained if I don't have a consistent routine at home so being back home after traveling and my routine just getting like completely dissipating <laughs> I would love 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 just some extra prayer and just having time with Jesus in the mornings again, I it's my favorite time to spend time with him. My mind is clear. It's not full of tons of crazy thoughts. Um, it's just busyness and distractions. And 
I would just love extra prayer that I would get in the habit of that again. It just, his spirit would draw close to me in that, uh, that would mean a, a lot because it, it really, I see a huge difference in my day when I spend time with him and when I don't. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah we definitely can, can pray for you in that. And I just want to affirm that like you are so not alone. I feel like that is one of the biggest struggles that I hear for women and for Christians in general is like, how do I prioritize spending time with the Lord? It's hard because it really like shouldn't be that hard, but it totally is. And I think so many people relate to that, whether that's fitting that in with traveling, you know, whenever you're like on vacation and you come back, getting settled into that again can be hard. Or when you have a baby, like for me, I am so excited and also kind of grieving. I'm like, man, I'm sleeping nine hours straight at night. And my daughter has been sleeping through the night since she was five months old. I am very blessed. And I'm like, oh, I am loving. I love my time with the Lord in the mornings. And when I get to wake up early and I know it will be, there will be a special different type of intimacy with Jesus when I'm nursing at 3 a.m. and 5 a.m. and 6.30. But I'm kind of grieving having some of those mornings. (laughs) Oh Oh my gosh. I like, we were talking about this a little bit before that we started the podcast, but like Paige is like the girl that I am looking to, especially when I get pregnant. Cause that like, it, I know like the season you're about to go in is going to be like crazy, but also there is this type, like you're just saying, like there is a certain type of worship and connection to Jesus in that time of literally breastfeeding your baby at 3am. Like that is so beautiful that you are getting to be in that season again, you know, like even though your body's like <laughs> so tired and being like half awake, <laughs> but like, I just, uh, I, I just encourage and I'll be praying for you too, that that is that you see and acknowledge Jesus in those sleepless nights that are coming soon. Mm. And hopefully when she sleeps through the night, she may be an amazing sleeper, <laughs> you know, right away. Let's just pray for that. Totally. Yeah. It's like, it's good because it makes me more aware of my need for him, which is always. But when oh, I'm yeah. like at my weakest and when I allow him to transform me in those moments, it's good. I think yeah, postpartum too. Like oh, postpartum. Totally. oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I think I never really heard anyone speak about the intimacy that can be found in the, that vulnerable, sleepless postpartum early newborn time. And I wish I would have heard someone say something like that and, and frame it in such a beautiful way spiritually in addition to like yes you have this tiny baby and it goes by fast but but really seeing that time as an opportunity to be transformed by the Lord because I was I really struggled in in that time and just in like being bitter and resentful when my baby was hungry I mean it just breaks my heart that I I didn't see it that way so I feel spiritually emotionally prepared and just like excited to have a redemptive experience this time around so excited for you oh my gosh and that's just being human that was your first baby and like there's so many friends and family of mine right now that have just had their babies too and especially when it's your first it just seems like moms new moms are trying to balance like 
you do have to let go of your former self a little bit and embrace like this new person that you are, which is a mother. And they're just, it can, it probably can feel like mourning a little bit. And also just like, oh, can you just like eat or can you just stop crying? Like, it's just this growing pain of we're so selfish and self-centered and having a kid, I can't even imagine how much you are having to come outside of yourself way more than you ever have before. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure like that was what you were experiencing with Flora. And now like you have been her mama for like over a year now. And you've just, I'm sure like, it's just been so much growing and learning and stretching in a way that of course this time you are feeling way more confident and prepared so like again that's why I'm literally going to be stalking you and like through this process and when I get pregnant my your phone's gonna be ringing off the hook oh my gosh now you are so sweet well I definitely don't feel like I have it all figured out at all but it's yeah I think I'm finding ways to share things that would have been helpful for me in that really that really hard season so Mm. Taylor where can people find you if they want to book you as a photographer or learn more about photography or just follow along with your life oh man well I'm most active on Instagram because I'm terrible at like versatiling myself on social media but you can find me on Instagram at Taylor and photo and with Taylor on my username, it's two Y. So it's Taylor and photo, but with two Y's in case people get confused. Cause someone else took the regular Taylor and photo and they need to give it to me. <laughs> That's where they can find me. Awesome. So good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited for this episode to air and really appreciate oh, you same. taking the time. Thank you, friend. I was so excited too. Thanks for listening to another episode of Love in a Cottage. I am so grateful you decided to join us today, and I hope you're going forward in your day feeling encouraged, understood, and inspired. If you like today's show, I would love to encourage you to share it with a girlfriend. You can also screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram stories, which will help more like-minded women find our show. Speaking of Instagram, while you're there, why don't you go ahead and follow us? Because guys, I promise we're super fun. (laughs) We share content there throughout the week about the show, and it's a great way to connect with fellow listeners and keep up with the guests that you might have heard. We also do fun quarterly giveaways and just share inspiring content. If you're looking for more connection, you can also join our Facebook group, which is linked in the show notes of every episode. There are weekly episode discussions, and it's a great way to find friends and listeners who might be in your area. And finally, if you'd like to support us, you can please write a review on iTunes because this will help boost our show so other like-minded women can find it. Your support means so much to me, you guys. Thank you again for being here. So grateful for you. We'll see you next week for another episode.